you know for God to use us we don't have to we don't have to to worry about uh, being perfect we don't have to worry about having some kind of talent all you've got to do to be used by God is just be available and there is a world full of hurting people out there that that their whole world would change with just somebody to smile at them. Uh, I think about as we start back uh, the um, school year for Metro. Um, I learned something many years ago. I uh, uh, I started driving in Wilson County, <coughs> and uh, not too far from. Uh, where um, Brother Bob and Sister Linda lives, I, uh, my first school I drove out of was Gladeville Elementary School. And um, you got to understand that in the afternoon, you got a, you got a whole bunch of um, bus drivers on there with uh, a bunch of rowdy kids who have been forced to sit quiet and still all day long, and they got all that energy. Uh, ready to unleash, and so drivers, when they give them the go-ahead, they're re- you know they're ready to go. And uh, uh, I never, I never will forget. Uh, I was, we were sitting in line, and they had already started rolling them out uh, ahead of me, and I was waiting for them, uh, you know, to get to my time to throw and drive and, and take off. And um, this little uh, little boy came up. Uh, to me, uh, to me, uh, and uh, he was uh, having trouble with the zipper on his on his backpack, and uh, he said, uh, uh, "Will you will you fix my zipper for me?" And uh, by that time, it was time for me to go, and I had other other drivers behind me, and so uh, I, I kind of I f- kind of felt that that rush. And uh, I says, uh, I says, go on back and sit down in your seat. And I says, get your daddy to uh, uh, fix it for you when you get home. And he looks back up with me in those big brown eyes and said, but Mr. Sam, my daddy's in heaven. Uh, and uh, that was my first lesson. Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes... Uh, I hear so much people wanting to blame the youth uh, when, you know, we do not know what these young people has to go home to every day and what they have to face. And uh, they need encouragement as much as anybody else does. And God helped me to be that uh, encouragement and that light. Well, we're going to get into the message this evening, and um, <coughs> I don't know, maybe uh, there might, uh, I don't know really uh, uh, the purpose of this message. Uh, there might be somebody going through some situations now, or there might be somebody that's fixing to go through some difficulties in your life, and uh this word has been given tonight to uh, to help you, but at any event, we're just going to uh, uh, lay it out here and just see what the Lord uh, does. Uh, we're going to be going to the book of Genesis, the 37th chapter, 
I'm going to be reading verses 23 and 24 of Genesis. 20, uh, verse 37, uh, chapter 37, verses 23 and 24. And it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. Lord, as we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege to be in your house again tonight. I'm asking God that you will take your word, use it to strengthen us and to comfort us, and help us, God, to overcome in this day, in this hour that we live in. In Jesus' name, let the church say, and you can be seated. Praise the Lord. I want to um, speak to you tonight, and I'll try not to hold you too long, on a subject titled, Overcoming Life's Difficulties, Living in an unfair world. Think about that title, Living in an Unfair World, Overcoming Life's Difficulties. You know, when you become of age and begin to launch out on your own, I, I guarantee you, you won't have gotten very far before you realize that the treatment you receive by some people in this world will not always be just and fair. Amen. <coughs> we do live in an unfair world. The world has always been filled with prejudice and people with selfish motives which many times will become an obstacle in which you will be forced to deal with even when you desire just to be left alone to live your life without trouble. Sometimes you are put in situations that uh, it was not your choice to get there. When you are smacked in the face by one of life's unfair punches, you need to realize that neither God or His Word has promised that everything you encounter will be on the up and up. Hallelujah. God is not promising His Word that everything that happens to you is going to be fair and just. It's not, it, it's not there. There's no need to look for it. In fact, the scriptures are filled with examples of people having to deal with unfair situations. And these unfair situations arise from various sources, sometimes even from the purpose of God. That may be hard to understand sometimes, but sometimes it even comes from the purpose of God in your life just like it happened to Joseph. Difficulties we encounter in life, even those that seem so unfair, can help create strength and build character 
we might never be able to achieve alone. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. There's a lot of times that you and I need to undergo pressure in life to help get us to the place that God desires us to be. I have been told, and I've heard it preached by other ministers, that the beauty of a pearl comes by when a piece of sand gets in that oyster and that, that sand begins to rub raw in and in, into that oyster and the pressure from the sea and the pressure from the oyster and then there is secretion that comes to help ease that and it's all that pressure <clears throat> that creates something, excuse me, that is valuable and very beautiful. Sometimes it takes those pressures in our life to create, amen, what God uh, is trying to lead us to. And don't never forget that God always guides us down the path that leads to the purpose and destiny to which we were born. I don't know if you understand it or not. I don't know if you uh, quite believe it, but everybody in this room tonight was born with the purpose of God in their life. Hallelujah. God has got a purpose and he's got a reason for you. And as I said a few minutes ago, it's God is not looking for the talented. He's not looking for uh, those um, uh, with wealth or anything like that. God is just looking for people who will make themselves available so he can use them. Now, the life and struggles of this young man by the name of Joseph is one of the best biblical examples that I can think of concerning a man overcoming great difficulties and not allowing them to overcome him. <clears throat> you got a choice tonight. You got a choice. When something bad comes against you, when you encounter something that causes trouble in your life, you got a choice. You can buckle up <clears throat> and through the grace and the mercy of God, you can overcome that difficulty. Or you can choose not to fight back, and you can let that difficulty overcome you. Now, I don't know about you, but I intend to be an overcomer. Look in the book of Revelation over and over again, all of the promises and all the blessings for those who overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't have to be the strongest spiritually to be an overcomer because it's not by your strength anyway. Hallelujah. It's all by His strength. It's all by the strength of God that we're able to overcome, amen, whatever comes our way. Amen. Uh, nothing about Joseph's life, 
His early experience in life was fair or just. But he overcame everything which came against him, and the purpose and plan of God was fulfilled in his life. Now, stop and think about it for a moment. There would be no uh, children of Israel today if Joseph had crawled up into a fetal position while laying in that dry well that his brothers throwed him in, if he decided just to give up, there never would have been a nation of Israel. And if there had never been a nation of Israel, there never would have been a Savior of the world by the name of Jesus Christ. Because Christ come through the nation of Israel. Sometimes, folks, we have got to muster up and we've got to have to make a decision. We've got to make a choice. Am I going to overcome this thing? Or am I going to allow it to overcome me? Hallelujah. That's something we have to deal with. Now, I want to, I want to share with you a couple things tonight uh, in the course of this message, thinking about Joseph and how he was treated so unfairly by his brothers. A lot of it had to do with jealousy. Uh, they, were, they were jealous of this young man, and they, they thought that they would just get rid of him and uh, uh, so they, uh, uh, they took him and they, and they cast him down this driveway. And then when, uh, uh, when he, they, they noticed a caravan headed down to Egypt, they sold him as a slave to be carried off down into Egypt. And everybody knows the story. I'm not going to uh, take the time tonight to retell you the story of everything that happened to him because you know what uh, these things was, but the purpose of this message tonight and in thinking about Joseph is, is realizing that even though sometimes we, we encounter unfair situations in our life, if we're children of God, we still can overcome. If we're, if we're children of God, we still uh, uh, can have the victory. Can somebody say amen to that tonight? Hallelujah. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is that when people intend harm, God will make it good. Hallelujah. I like that. When people intend harm, God will make it good. Listen to me, church. God never promised to stop or hinder unfair and difficult situations in your life. But if you stay faithful to God through every situation, he will take the thing intended for harm and make it a positive in your life. Glory to God. He's done it for me time and time again. I'm a living fact tonight and a living testimony of what the Scripture says, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I believe that. Because it's been made real in my life time and time again. So God, God has not promised that he will, he will stop or he will hinder difficulties or unfair situations. But if you stay faithful to God, God will stay faithful to you. That's
and um, see what it says. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. I believe my batteries is run dead. Amen. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for I am I in the place of God. But as for you, notice what he says here. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Oh, hallelujah. In order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Now, I think you know what had happened right here. By this time, everything had changed in Joseph's life. And he was, he was the next ruler in Egypt right under Pharaoh. And he had, he had just revealed himself to his brothers. Can't you imagine the fear that was going through their heart? Oh, man, this is the brother that we sold off into slavery when he was just very young. And now here he is, ruler in Egypt. This man can have us fed to the crocodiles if he wants to. He can have our hands and feet tied and thrown in the Nile River, and we can, we can be crocodile bait before the sun goes down. But notice, and you can see why God, even in bad circumstances, God blessed Joseph even in when he was going through trials, when, when things were going bad. Notice his reply to his brothers, to those who tried to mess his life up, to those who really wanted him dead. Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. For am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, listen, God, amen, has taken what you planned for me evil, and he's turned it around, and he's given a blessing, and now I'm here, I'm going to be able to help you. Joseph's brothers had an evil plan devised, but God flipped the script. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Amen. I hear young people talk about that all the time. God, he flipped the script. Hallelujah. His brothers had an evil plan. Amen. That's going to see him destroyed. But God took what they meant for bad, and he made it for good. Somebody give him praise in the house. Woo, Hallelujah. God flipped the script and used an unfair situation meant for harm which would save a whole family and vindicate Joseph as a man chosen by God. Even though, even though it was his family, his own brothers, they couldn't see Joseph as being somebody chosen by God. But God, because of the faithfulness of Joseph, because of his faithfulness, amen, God turned what, was, what they meant and intended for harm to make it good. Hallelujah. Glory. Man, that just fits right in with one of my favorite New Testament scriptures. 
uh, Romans 8, 28. For all things work together for the good, for them who love the Lord, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Now, that scripture don't say everything that happens to you is going to be good. It says, for my, all things, that means the bad things and the good things, all things, God will work it together for the good. When you're putting together and baking something, you got four or five different ingredients set out here and you take all these ingredients and you mix them up to create something be a cake or a pie or whatever it may be some of those things in the, in the ingredients if you taste it on its own it's bitter how in the world why would you want that in there that don't taste so good but when things are blended, come on somebody, when things are blended right, even bitter things can work in to make a great creation. Can I tell somebody tonight that God knows how to blend things in your life? Hallelujah. God knows how to mix things up. Hallelujah. When the devil starts putting things in your life that are bad, that are bitter, amen, that's all, man, this is no good at all. God knows how to fix it. He knows how to put it together where it's going to work out for your betterment if you stay true to him. Hallelujah. When people forget about you, God remembers. I like that too. When people forget about you, God remembers. Now let's go in Genesis the 40th chapter, and we're gonna we're gonna peek in at another time in Joseph's life when he was there in prison uh, he was lied on uh, and he was put in prison unjustly if it wasn't bad enough that his own his own family took him and sold him into slavery God brought him through that and he was raised up uh, in, uh, in, in a Egyptian's house for the name of Potiphar and show he was showed favor. Then <coughs> he was lied on and wound up in the prison in Egypt. Anybody, I know, you don't have to raise your hand tonight, but I wonder if anybody has ever thought or maybe even prayed to God, Lord, when is it going to end? When is it going to end? Think about this young man by the name of Joseph. I mean, time and time again, God tries to bless him, and here comes somebody pulling the rug out from under him, having all kind of unfair situations going on. 
his life. So, now he's in prison. Let's read this story. Let's, let's peek into this particular time. Genesis chapter 40, verses 12 through 14. And Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation of it. Now, he's talking about interpret. He's, interpret, he's interpreting a dream that some fellow jailbirds had. He said, the three branches are three days. Now within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place, and you will be Pharaoh's cup, uh, uh, and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his butler. But remember me when it is well with you, and please show kindness to me and make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. He had a dream. He didn't know what the dream was. He went to Joseph, and there was Joseph in, in the jail cell with him. God gave him the interpretation. He said, you're soon going to be reinstated. Within three days, as a matter of fact. He said, you're going to be brought right back. You're going to be out of this place. <clears throat> Joseph asked him, said, please remember me when all goes well with you and bring up my name before Pharaoh to help me. But you know what the scripture says? This man, within three days, he was given deliverance, put back in place, but he forgot all about Joseph. <coughs> forgot all about A lot of times we think, you know, if I can get in good with this person, this person's got some connections. This person's got some influence. And if I can get connected to this person, then it's going to help my situation. Come on, somebody. But I'm going to tell you tonight, if you are a child of God, your destiny is not in the hands of finite man, but rather in the hands of an infinite God. Give him some praise. Your destiny is not in the hands of a man. You don't have to try to get in good with anybody. If you want to try to get in good with somebody, try to stay in good with Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. God knows how to work out the situations for your betterment. And it's God's desire for you to overcome. So your destiny is not in the hands of man, but it's in the hands of God. Anytime, and go ahead and, uh, Brother Steve, if you don't mind, make your way up here to the keyboard. I'm fixing the clothes in just a minute. Anytime you depend on man, you're going to be let down. Anytime you rely on man, you're going to be let down. It don't matter if they're in the church or not. Hallelujah. 
But God is the author and finisher of our faith. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. That tells me it don't matter what the economy does. It don't matter what the stock market does. It don't matter what is going on. My future is in God's hands. My future's not in man's hands. I've seen people, and I've been I've, I've been involved with people that has tried to hold me back, to hold me down, and to keep me from going further. But let me tell you something: as long as my life, if I'm if I'm walking into the favor of God, can't nobody keep me from going where God wants to lead me. And that's the same for you. It's the same for you. There's nobody that can keep you from the place God desired to take you if you trust him. Church, we can overcome life's difficulties. And even though we live in an unfair world and things happen to us, that's, listen, the scripture says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Hallelujah. I'm not serving God today just because I'm looking for a pie in the sky in the by and by. Hallelujah. God blesses me here today, day by day. When, I, when I'm in need, God knows what I need before I even ask. Hallelujah. Nobody loves you like Jesus does. Nobody cares for you like Jesus does. Let's stand together. And as you play and sing something, if you want to come to the altar to talk to the Lord tonight, the altars are open. You can be an overcomer.